What's up, everybody, and welcome to It's Told by Neek, where I pop my shit and give my honest review on my latest read. A couple of episodes ago, um, I had a fellow reader on with me, and we discussed Running from a Thug's Love by author Letitia. Well, I was going to wait and let her join after the series was complete, but, you know, I said, fuck it. So today, kicking it with me, I got author Letitia. Thank you for joining me today, ma'am. How you doing? Hey, thank you for having me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. So let's get into it. Um, who is Letitia and what inspired you to pick up your pen? Uh, Letitia is a mother, wife, um, grandmother. I'm a full-time editor and a part-time author. Um... I also own a customs, a custom design company. I'm not gonna go into that. Um, and as far as what this, what and you know, made me decide to pick up the pen. Uh, my a friend of mine. I, I've always written poetry. Let me start off by saying that ever since I was probably in the first grade, I started off writing poetry. I've written raps. I've done everything except for wanting to write a book. But a friend of mine was reading. She's actually an avid reader. She was reading a book. I was like, I don't understand how you just be reading books all day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, just try one. And I grabbed it and it just happened to be the coldest one ever. You know what? I've that never first read it. Oh my God. The first line, she was like, I popped out of my mother's pussy. January 28th. I was like, that's it. I'm, they could write this in books. They really write stuff like this. <laughs> And from that point on, I was hooked. But I also knew that I had so many stories to tell, you know, from what I had been through in life, from what people I've seen been through. So I was like, I, I, I want I want to do this. This is what I want to do. But I was well into my 20s before I even decided that. Okay. So I was about to say, so this isn't something that you dreamed of doing, you know what I'm saying, when you were a kid. Oh, no. When I was younger, I wanted to be a real estate agent or a pediatrician. And I actually ended up going into real estate for years okay. before I started my editing company. Okay. Um, when you are writing, what are the three things that you absolutely have to have? One is silence. I cannot, I am not one of those authors that do well with having TV noise in the background, music, because I promise you, I will write those words <laughs> in the book. <laughs> I got to have silence. Um, I got to know where my story is going for that moment. Of course, I don't sit down and just write 12 chapters. So at that particular time, I got to know where my story is going. And in order for me to do that, I have to be in a zone for the characters to speak to me completely. I don't want it um, with with editing. It's like I'm reading books daily and I never want my words to cross over with somebody whose work I'm editing. So usually when I'm editing, the days I'm editing, I'm not writing. Okay. My characters will not talk to me if I'm writing. I mean, if I'm editing, they just won't. They will shut down. Well, I'm glad your characters respect your mind and your grind, so... Yeah, I'm glad they do too. Lord <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, what was one of the most surprising things you learned when it comes to creating your books, creating your stories? 
that regardless of what I want to write, my characters take control. I I thought that was the craziest thing. Um, it's like I can sit here and have a book outlined, and by the time I get to chapter three or four, I've completely jumped off of the outline. The characters literally just say, look, I know this is what you want to write, but we're going to tell you how this going to go. <laughs> so that right there, like just having that part of your brain just open up and let characters speak to you freely, like it's, it's crazy. I just, I, I would have never thought I'd experience anything like that. What do you all. think, what do you think it takes to make a good story? A storyline for one. Mm-hmm. Um, character to, getting some tired. Character development. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, a good storyline, and you got to be able to keep the reader's attention. You have to. That's a must. So, with that being said, when you create your stories, do you try to be um, original, or do you just give the readers what you feel like they want? No, I'm not giving the readers what they want. Um, the majority, well, all of my stories outside of the Bonetti bloodline have been true stories. So I'll mix some fiction in there with it, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna allow the readers to persuade me which way I wanna write my story. Okay. So I try to keep it as original as possible. Yes, they always say, you know, urban fiction, all of the stories are the same. And that may be true, but at the end of the day, it's how that author spins that story. Right. So I try to keep, you know, stay in my lane and spin it the way I'm going to spin it. Regardless of whether you heard the story before, you ain't heard it the way I told Um, When you published your your very first book, from then to now, um, has it changed your process of writing? Um, My very first book, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I wrote that book in a week, and it was the longest book that I've written. And I wrote it in a week, and to me, that was my best book. I was writing off of pure emotions. Um, it was a true story regarding domestic violence situation that I had went through. So I was writing off of pure emotions. So um, to me, I'm not going to say I dumbed my writing down. Mm-hmm. Maybe I kind of do give the readers. I'm not going to say give them what they want, but give them the storylines that they want. Um, because that one right there was just strictly all me. I didn't know what I was doing or anything, but I wrote from the heart. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that was my best story yet. Um, speaking of publishing, you recently uh, became a member of Miss Tina JC. Um, Shout out to her. I love that lady's work. Um, <laughs> so, it kind of seems like, I don't know, in a sense, you're kind of reinventing yourself. Do you feel like that's true or are you saying Letitia's just a different publisher? Like, do you care to speak on that or? Well, I, prior to me signing to Tina, I had lost my motivation for writing. I got into a situation um, and I just, I, I lost my love for writing. I lost the passion. It's like, I always felt like everybody just looked at me as the editor. I didn't want to be just the editor. I want to be an author. So it was like, I was I was sort of feeling like I had to choose between the two. Either you're gonna write or you're gonna edit. Tina, uh-huh. when I got with her, it was like, she motivated me, you got a gift. 
she read my work. You you got to put the story out. We didn't have a personal relationship. I, I've had personal relationships with um, other publishers. Me and her did not have a personal relationship. As like me and Siobhan, we don't have a personal relationship when I was signed to her. I love her to death. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to be viewed as just an editor. I want the person that I'm signed to to respect me as an author as well. Mm-hmm. Tina did that. I don't edit for her company. I choose if the, it's certain authors that I do edit for for her company, but that's because I was editing for them prior to her signing to, um, to them signing to her. Mm-hmm. So it's like she she motivates me to write. It's no editing, none of that. It's strictly right. And that's what I needed because I had lost my passion for it. Like I really had got to the point where I was like, fuck this, I'm not writing no more. I'm just not. Well, in my opinion, I'm glad that you decided to start back because your latest series has me ready to pull up at your house. Oh, well, thank you. That means I did my job. Ma'am, I'm not pulling up to say hello. I'm not pulling up to say hello. <laughs> um, so like running from a thug's love, like what was your what was your thought process when you created this story? Like what was your mind at? Um, I always wondered like if you me personally, I lost I, 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 I lost somebody, but they wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. Um I think for years I, I looked for someone like him, mm. but I wanted to touch up. I wanted to write a story where basically, if you lose somebody in the streets, to the streets rather, like, can you bounce back from that and deal with somebody else that's in the streets? That was the whole purpose of the story. It's like throughout the story, she all she sees is dream when she tries to you know, move forward with champ. She basically stereotyped him, you know, off his based off of how he dressed, how he looked, who he was associated with. You know, this is a street dude. Um, so she wouldn't allow herself to get close to him. I wanted to, the whole thing, like I said, it was just basically her bouncing back from dealing with a street dude and dealing with somebody else who was, I'm not going to say necessarily in the same game that Jareen was in, but he's just the streets. You say bounce back. Mm-hmm. When, when reading the story, it's like, damn, when will she bounce back? Because, like, Riella's going through hit. a lot. Yep. She's going through a lot. Like, she lost her man shortly after she um, lost her child. Um, she getting stalked now. Um, she's been assaulted. So it's like, damn, when is she gonna see the light at the end of the damn tunnel? Right. And then you have, um, we got a homegirl, Harmony. Mm-hmm. She, she kind of, she's been hurt, so she swore off love. She just, she just fucked these niggas and sent them on their way. Like, she don't catch them. So when she finally uh, opened up to um, Champ's brother, mm-hmm. 
it's like, damn, now she got a situation where we don't know if she gonna live or die because one of her old fleeing's current situation decided they wanna whoop her ass. Yep. So it's like, she can't catch a break. And then you got Zai, uh, the brother, like, he's feeling harmony. He's damn near in love with her. But he got this situation that um, he has a quote-unquote baby on the way, not knowing that he's getting motherfucking played. And mm-hmm. Harmony was going to tell him. But like I said, we don't know if she's going to live or die because she done got her ass whooped. Yep. And then you got the other, his twin, Z. Like, I'm. this is what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on you to tell us why this girl on power. I need to know what made her turn to that book shit because I did not see that. I did not. You know, I, it's crazy that you said that the book of sugar because I swear the first time I heard you say that I swear that shit went in this book in part two. <laughs> that's exactly what I called it, book of sugar. I was like, you know what? That's exactly what this is going to be called. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing if any of my readers, and I know that this is your first book, I mean, one thing about me, you cannot predict my stories. You don't know where the hell they gonna go. You don't know why these characters did what the hell they did. No, no, it's too unpredictable. And that stresses me out. out. <laughs> That's what stresses me out, because it's like, every time, every time I, I say something, it's like, you don't confirm and you don't deny it. And it's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Can you tell me something? Because like I said, I feel like, I feel like Layla's off. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Layla ain't the friend that she's supposed to be. Because, um, pronounce her boyfriend's quiz, quiz. Okay, so you got him. That's the boyfriend that was involved with Brielle's boyfriend's murder. And I just feel like, I mean, it may have happened before um, Layla got with him because in the book you stated that when he got arrested, him and her weren't dealing together. They weren't dealing with each other that long. Right. I still just, I don't know. I I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like she faced. I just feel like she faced. And I feel Boy, like Layla face. is going to come out in this, um, in, in book two. It's Layla, is, believe it or not, she's the one character I think everybody is hating right now because they feel like she's not, mm-hmm. and she's not. I just didn't go in depth into her character mm-hmm. in book one. She's really not the ops, though. But um, that that part, I will tell you, she's everything that everybody's thinking about her is incorrect. I well, just until I read it, <laughs> um, then you got Quay like. Quay, 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 Quay. I feel like Quay is going to be a problem because I feel like she's going to be in her feelings about Chimp not even being gone for five months. And he done basically, I ain't going to necessarily say fell in love with somebody else, but then started dealing with somebody else. I kind of feel like she feels as though he's giving her spot away, even though they went on that type of time. You know what I'm saying? With them, it was mainly, first of all, Chimp. How you start dealing with this girl, working with this girl, when you guys met because, if I'm not mistaken, she was trying to rob him? Mm. So, what are you doing? 
But anyway, so he been hunching on her. She done caught the feeling. But I think that she's just trying to play it cool because she didn't think that nobody was going to come in and try to, like, take her place in his life. And I just feel like by her showing up to that party, which I'm ready to see if we're going to know who invited her in the first place, I'm, I'm just ready to see how, how that's going to play out. Um, wait, believe it or not, um, she she's gonna be a problem. She's gonna be a serious motherfucking problem. Yeah, I can't I can't wait until she's on live. Um, let me know when her time of death is, so I can kind of figure out when her funeral is gonna be. Oh, like okay. Outfit. I'll let you do the programs and stuff. Girl, to. yes, ma'am. Pimp me yeah. in, baby. Put me on the program. Put me on the program. I got a nice hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also hoping that Champ can, you know, make amends and reconcile with his dad. Yeah, I, that's a complicated situation that I didn't go into. It's more behind that. And I'm going to tell you what my problem what my problem is. My problem is I, I work better under pressure. So if I set a damn release date, I don't give a damn if I ain't wrote but five words. By the time I say that book gonna drop, that book gonna drop. So I ended up with this one. It was certain details that I left out, but I, I realized I left them out on purpose. So, because you see how you trying to guess shit. Yeah. That's what I always want you to do. I always want you to guess. I always want my readers to try to figure out what the hell's gonna happen so I can prove them wrong. <sighs> my goodness. I don't understand why you have to be this way. Um, so if you were to say that the book is coming out next Wednesday. Oh, shit. <laughs> nah, I will tell you, you ain't gotta wait all the way to no September. The book is either coming out this month or next month. Okay. There ain't gonna be no damn September. And let me I- tell you who else I'm waiting on that rent. I'm waiting on Rick. Uh, we ain't gonna even talk about Rick. I hope that you hang him from the ceiling fan by his nuts, baby. Oh damn! Yes, That's yes, good. yes. Like I can't. I'm so ready for him to die. Like he, I don't like him. I, I, I don't like that man. How do you like Rick? Um. So, who is your? If you, who is your least favorite character in this series? Quavon. That's B's boyfriend. Yep. That means some shit gonna go down in part two. Because he ain't really yeah. did he ain't really did nothing for us to hate him mm. in, in part one. That's just like with Champ though. Like Champ ain't did nothing for me to call him Bay, but that's Bay all day. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That is Bay all day. You hear me? And that man ain't did nothing but say hello. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, baby, he by, by the end of book two, Champ really gonna be Bay. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Um, which one of your characters do you feel like? Don't say Lilo. It's getting like a bad real. Who's perceived as a villain, but they're really not. Layla. <laughs> Layla. I mean, when I say literally, I know I didn't seen ten different people post about they think Layla's out. Everybody ain't gonna say the same thing. And it's crazy because y'all are basing it off of the fact of who she was dating and the fact that y'all don't really know anything about her. That's true, though. (laughs) That's 
That's, that's true, though. Because yep. I'm definitely getting my feelings off of who she's been with. Yep. But it's still fuck her. Um, <laughs> it's definitely fuck her. Um, so, oh, God. This, this book, your newest release. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about how the readers are dealing with it as far as like, do they like it? Do they love it? Like, how do you, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about how we feel about it? I've got a few one stars. I can't knock that. Um, <laughs> I got, you know, one star ratings. I don't know what the fuck it's for. You know, that's the only thing that kills me is because I don't like why. You know, could you tell me what you ain't like about books? Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I, I love the way that people are perceiving it. I actually had readers I didn't think was going to read, rate, or review to actually do so. And it kind of put a smile on my face because these are readers that, you know, um, they're not as active with me. But I know for a fact that they've always loved my work. So that kind of made me feel good. Um, But, you know, for the most part, everybody is, they're perceiving it the way I want them to. They're feeling the story. They're they're doing exactly, the feelings that they're getting from it, that's exactly what I want to have. Um, I know that I mean, I can, I'm not saying personally, I know that. I know that as um, an author, nobody wants to see, you know what I'm saying, a bad they Nobody wants to see a bad right. Nobody wants to see, you know what I'm saying, somebody on Amazon, Goodreads, talking cash money shit about their book. So right. how do you how do you take that that criticism? Like, do you, does it discourage you to where you don't want to release anything else? Or do you just be like, you know what, it is what it is? Like, I mean, I'm basically, it is what the fuck it is. Like, you're not going to stop me from writing. Um, that's number one, you know. And I take reviews like that with a grain of salt. Like, if you could tell me the reason mm-hmm. you want to start my book, um, character development, inconsistencies, you know, plot holes, anything that has merit, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it as constructive criticism. But if you just tell me you don't like a book because I didn't write it the way you wanted it to be written, mm-hmm. because I killed a character, or whatever, that's basically my reason for writing the book. Mm-hmm. I Yo, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Everybody's not gonna fuck with your work, right? I look at it, you know what I'm saying. So, um, the ratings, I don't like the the little stars or whatever. I don't even pay no attention to those, especially the ones who leave one stars and can't tell a reason why. Because I I really feel like them as people that just don't fuck with you anyway. Right. But um, you know, for the most part, the love that I've received on books, um, especially this one, I mean. It, hey, I'm not gonna say I'm the best writer in the world, but I damn sure know I ain't the worst. I know that's real. Um, <laughs> what what advice would you give um up and coming authors? Stay in your lane and don't write to get on the charts. Write what's in your heart. Okay. And I'll tell any author that because at the end of the day. I don't care. You'll see people post memes, make statuses, everything saying, oh, I'm I'm my biggest competition. No, 
when you are putting books on Amazon and you are steadily watching those charts, mm-hmm. you are competing with everybody that is on that bestsellers list. If your book charts at number 50 and somebody else charted at number 20, you want to know why. Mm-hmm. But as long as you wrote, you did your best with that book, don't worry about that because sooner or later, your tribe will find you. Right. Everybody has their time. Some get to it faster than others. How do you feel about your readers? I love my readers. Um, I do. I love my readers. Um, (laughs) 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 My readers, I don't have a problem with my readers because they can't ever say like, you know, if we... Uh, you know, have a, a question or anything, have jumped in my inbox that we had an issue. You know, I didn't respond. I didn't thank them for reading my work. Hell, I make readers characters. I throw contests all the time for them, everything. So I love my readers. It's just these readers, not mine, but readers who are too involved in authors' personal lives. Like at the end of the day, an author is human just like everybody else. Right. Just because we got that title as an author, we're still fucking human. Right. And sometimes I hate getting on social media. I'm not going to sit here and lie because I can share a status. It don't have to be shit I'm going through. I can just share it because I, you know, I agreed with it. Right. And automatically, readers will attack you because they feel like that's, you know, oh, well, why is she saying this, this, that, and the third. First of all, my business, I write the fuck I want to write on my page. Right. And then as soon as you respond, it's like, damn, she's so unprofessional. I write what I want to write on my page. It's my page. Right. You know, I I try to be mindful. You don't see me going back and forth with no authors, no readers, no nothing on Facebook. And when shit like that happened, I shut it down completely because for one, yeah, I'm not going to let you take me there on Facebook. Uh, jump in my inbox. If you got a problem with me, just hit me up. Inbox me, but don't get on Facebook and try to get a damn uh, cheerleading squad behind you. Right. You um, know, I do stuff like that. But, you know, it's, I just feel like readers need to respect authors when they get sick, when death occurs, anything. Right. And at the end of the day, they're human. They are human. They go through shit just like anybody else do. You absolutely right about that. Um, other than your book, what's your what's your favorite? Uh, like, who's your favorite go-to author, or what other genre do you like to read? I I can say I don't have a favorite go-to author. Okay. Um. I read a lot of books uh, with editing. Um, But urban fiction, street lit, those are my favorite genres. I want to... It's crazy because I'm getting ready to branch off into romance. But that's just... That's what I'm waiting on. I do have a paranormal story in mind and it's so deep that I got to... I got to do a little bit of research. I started it. It's probably about 8K in. But I got to still do some more research because the shit deals with a Ouija board. 
and it's and it's bringing back spirits. And I'm not trying to bring that shit back in my house. But um, yeah. So um, I'm a little I'm a little spooked now, honey. Cause um, <laughs> now when I say paranormal, I'm talking about like you know like vampires and shit, baby. You're talking about spirits. And- yeah, it's, it's it's that's why I said it's a complex ass book. It's very I wouldn't even call it paranormal. I can't even say it's paranormal. It's some shit that's gonna just well. Yeah, because her little crazy ass, she be shifting and shit. So it is paranormal. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to read that. <laughs> yeah, her ass is crazy. The main character, she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. I'm just going to pray about it because I definitely want to read it. <laughs> um, How does author Letitia balance her home and work life? I don't. I'm trying to find a balance. Um, like boy, I sh- shouldn't even be on this interview with you right now um you know well you know that I just had surgery this mm-hmm. week so like literally the day I had surgery I promise you I came home I was still high from the anesthesia I slept for two hours as soon as I woke up I was back editing so it's like I don't I don't I put editing ahead of so fucking much of my life my kids my husband my health every damn thing and it's 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 starting to burn me out don't get me wrong but it's also how I make my money I get that and I understand that and as previously stated I'm gonna tell you one more time if you are not taking care of yourself you're not going to be any good for anybody else you're right and as I also said, at the end of the day, if if something happens to you, um, you're gonna be replaced as far as editing or anything else. So at the end of the day, I get that, you know what I'm saying, this is this is your money. But if your health isn't up to par, you still ain't gonna make that money. You're right. But it's it is crazy because sometimes I feel like I put so much on myself. When it comes to editing, and I try not to disappoint people, you know, because nine times out of ten, when a book comes to me, they already have release dates, you know, in mind. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to make these deadlines and stuff, but I get burned out. I really get fucking burned out, like staring at a computer screen all day. I, I mean, I got my kids to deal with. I'm a wife. My, mm-hmm. my, my children. All of my children ain't over 18, so I got to tend to them. You know, and it's, it's it did make sure I'm good. You know, right, I, right. Crazy. Um, and then again, you give don't appreciate it, right? Again, I don't want to be loud and wrong, but I just feel like if if people if people fuck with you like they say, they kind of need to take that into consideration. Like everybody gets tired, you included. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. You got to make sure that you, you, you take care of yourself. Like you said, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a grandparent. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to make sure you straight in order for you to be there for everybody else. Right. Right. So right. we got to we gotta, we gotta work on that, right? Yeah, we got to work on that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, sum yourself up in three words, please. A motherfucking beast. That's it. That's <laughs> my motherfucking beast. That's hey, it is what it is. I like that. I like that. 
Motherfucker. Like Everything that I do, I'm a perfectionist. I just, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a beast. I'm a fucking beast. Whoever don't agree, I'm gonna fuck. I'm, I, I know who I am. I know that's real. <laughs> as long as you know, baby. <laughs> Shit. I don't need validation. I am the fucking validation. Fuck okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, what's next for you, Miss Beast? I told you I'm getting ready to try romance. Um, I'm actually I'm getting ready to branch out into a few genres. But of course, you know, every author, well, I think that's every author's goal. I want to see my shit on the screen. Okay. So um, I'm getting ready to get with somebody to um, teach me how to screen write because I have like one of my, uh, I got six books that connect to each other and I want to turn that into like a little series or whatever. So um, I'm getting ready to get with somebody about that. But other than that, you know, just continue writing at my pace. But with me, it's always quality over quantity. Okay. So I don't care if I'm not that author that can drop six, you know, six books in two months. No, that's right. not that's not going to never be me. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to try to give my readers quality every time. I know that's real. Um. Well, that kind of concludes everything um, for today because I'm really trying to, you know, keep my composure and try to hold everything in until you release this part two because I feel like when I bring you back on, I'm going to have my sister <laughs> Brandy with me so we can tag team your ass. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so I think, I think me and Brandy going to do that one. Um, but again, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely, ma'am. Um, in the description, guys, I'm going to list um, her social media handles. I'm going to also um, list the link to her newest release. Um, again, I thank her for joining me today. Make sure you guys check out her work. And again, this is just a little review. It's told by me.